Welcome, everybody. Good evening. The Monday Night Live show. We're, we're back after a win. About time, fellas. It's nice, yes. nice change of scenery for once. So, yeah, fuck you, Snake. <laughs> we didn't last 15 seconds before you, you've given him a clip. Um, now, you, no, viewers, you might notice a little bit of a difference on Tig's screen. Have you changed the light bulb there? Mate, I have. I've, um, I'm getting sick of these blue lips. I went to my GP. I've got a fucking oxygen issue. Is <laughs> there something you're not telling me? Uh, I'm fine. And, you know, the, uh, I must share the same doctor with with CB because he said to me, you need a spa, you need a manicure, fucking grow the, you know, uh, Sean Connery beard and maintain it so you get that lush coverage. That's no, beautiful. How are you, fellas? I am so excited tomorrow to go for a swim. Mm. I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah, rub it in, mate. Rub it in. You're and a gun. Absolutely. Oh, I'm not, eight. not sure about that, Nick. We're, we are three, but I'm not sure about the wise part, but thank you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, good weekend? Actually, not bad. Um, I had a bit of bad news. My young, my, my young lad is 19. He just turned 20, actually, on Sunday. When he finished high school, he took a break six months off before uni, deciding on what he's going to do with his life, da 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 Then COVID happened, right? So he goes, well, fuck, I'll just defer. And I said, that's probably a good idea. So he's been putting his feet in the water with a few jobs. Um, and he's always wanted to explore being a chef. So he managed to get, like, a job in a restaurant. Um, yep. He lasted two days in the oh, fucking slot. The snap lockdown happened on Thursday, and they emailed him Friday or well, late Thursday night and said to him, don't bother about coming in. Um, no, they, didn't, yeah, they didn't say the lockdown was the reason, but that's what it was. So, Basically, okay, read between the lines. So, hopefully, you can find something else quick, yeah. smart. That's that's yeah. not good. Johnny, uh, and CB, I saw just, you, Johnny Skurlock just popped up there. Johnny, mate, give me a call. We need a spinner this year, mate. So, uh, I might need you just to oh, tweak a few and lower order batter, mate. I'm recruiting. <laughs> Very good. Evening from Toowoomba. There we go. Uh, now, CB, I saw you put on Twitter a picture of a birthday cake and said your calorie count's blowing out. Is it your birthday? No, no. Uh, young fella turned 15. It's actually tomorrow, but the funny thing was we were anticipating with lockdown and everything else that I will just do it at night earlier. And um, as it turns out, we're all going back to work tomorrow, which is pretty exciting. So we're lucky we just held it a day early and, um, yeah, smashed a bit of chocolate cake. And I'll have to work that off because that was very uh very rich it was nice very good uh i'm doing something a little bit off the cuff here i've got a question for listeners who i need i need help with it's actually facebook business page related if anyone out there has a facebook business page can you tell me how many reviews or recommendations are needed before it comes up on your page i swear we've got about 30 or 40 and it's not happening i've googled it i've changed the way i word it in google and i cannot find the answer so if anyone knows that that'd be fantastic um, the other thing we're going to do, we're going to start off some sh the shows now with a trivia question, and we'll give everyone a chance to answer throughout the show. So the question's been sent in from the tail on Twitter. The question is, four players have played all 20 games this year for the Tigers. Can you name them? Mm. So if you guys want to have can. a crack and everyone well, else can the, think let, about let it as let well. Listeners, let the listeners. Send for, oh. your, send for your answers, viewers, who you think the four players are who have Played all twenty games for us this year. Yeah, I'll give you a tip. It's not George, John Selwood. I would have said George. Yeah. I would have said George and Arts until last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why, why are you thinking about that? The uh, the other fun fact is there's only been one team in the comp who hasn't beaten a top eight side yet this year. Do you know who it is? 
Malcolm's yeah. team. The Blues. Yes. <laughs> yes, now the Blues. But fuck, can we just talk about the elephant in the room? Can we just fucking address it, lads, before we get on about the game? Well, I think this, I'm glad this round's happened. Um, and by the way, the, these comments I'm about to um, mention are sponsored by Tio Micro. If you love your Spanish city saw, please um, buy, buy a packet. Um, but no, seriously, the MRO showed its hands, right? The AFL, the grubby fucking organisation, has showed its hand, right? I don't want anyone to tell me I'm fucking gigs, you're too umpire, official, official, tinfoil hat. They fucking proved it. How yeah, can Green go? There's a drinking game on this. Be careful. Yeah, yeah. I'm very conscious of that. He's going to be shit-faced in a couple of minutes. Mate, you're going to get diabetes by the end of this. Um, first point of law, Green. Now, I'm a Tiger man. Would I love Green not playing next week? Fuck yeah. But no way. He does not deserve two weeks when you get fucking um, Dangerfield knocked out of Loston and it wasn't even a fine. It was designed as a football act. And and Dangerfield had more time to react to Vlosta and incoming than, um, than Green. So that's go fuck yourself, AFL. Second point, Joel Selwood knew he couldn't get that ball. I've watched it like 10 times. He knew he couldn't get it. So he shapes up, looks at his head, shapes up to the bump and clocks him. Lucky for the GWS player, he's a tough little nugget, he gets up. And continues playing his game, but Selwood gets a what is it a, a couple of thousand dollar fine and doesn't get doesn't get suspended three grand for what no potential to cause injury. Don't tell me they didn't have the greater potential than um, than Marlon Pickett, greater potential than um, that Essendon flog Mason that's been suspended. It is just a farce. They it, you can't trust people. Um, that officiate our game. You can't trust them, particularly this year. Let's hope now with Hocking gone, the shantytown shit is fucking will dissipate. Did we all see the uh, the incident the Essendon play got a week for, the tackle on Bonton Pally? Yeah, and you see Bonton better get straight up. And it, uh, it's just fucking... Sorry, I just had to get off my chest to start. It's just, it's corrupt. It's, it's, that's, that's now for, for those for those watching the footy that's on, please do keep us up to date with the score because there's a little bit in this game in terms of how our, the rest of our season plays out. Uh, now I'll, I'll go I'll go back to the trivia answer. So for those who sent through Jack uh, Jack Rewalt, Liam Baker, Jack Graham, that is, and Jaden Short, you would be correct as the four players who have played all twenty games for us this year so far. So. And speaking of the game, the one on the weekend, it was a, yeah. a Taylor two halves, I think, is the most apt way to describe that, CB. Yes. Let's get into the sexy stuff. Having having said that, North Melbourne's performance as didn't belie a term that was 18th on the ladder. And statistically in the last um, month, some of their numbers, they've been like a top four performing team. So they actually did not a bad team, Northern. They... They come up with the execution of a game style that we couldn't cope with in the first half. But um, Richmond, 13 goals, 11-89. Defeated North Melbourne, 8-8-56 by 33 points. Um, what was pleasing, I guess, was... Oh, I haven't got the stats up in front of me. But we actually 
the move of Baker and Edwards into the forward line to guide the younger blokes was critical. And I think Baker and Edwards popped up between them and kicked four, uh, two goals each. And Morris Rioli Jr. got on the end of one. So they, all of a sudden, their small forwards got five goals between them, which um, made a hell of a difference. Um, I'll just quickly crack into the liked, learnt and disliked, and then we'll get into a couple of other things, I guess. Um, I like Thompson Dow's game. Uh, he showed an ability to get the inside ball, but also have outside skills. Um, I thought he was fantastic for us. Um, I learnt we can't win anything without Nick Floston. And Liam Baker is the ultimate swing man. He can play anywhere. And what I disliked was the continual poor treatment of Tom Lynch. Fair income, I reckon blokes should actually stab Tom Lynch and get away with it. They could shoot him, stab him, whatever they want, mug him, and there's no ramifications as to, um, as to what goes on with Tom. What did you like, Tix? Yeah, well, look, first general observation of the game, like I sort of said last podcast that North was the informed side of the comp. I think they won four of the last seven or five of the last seven and they pushed along up to 20 points. So I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I was confident if they went that helter-skelter game that we will um, come up on top by, you know, 30 points or so, and that's what happened. But, um, mate, that first half was bleak. It was fucking bleak. People were going off on Twitter. Let's, they're not like, hard oh, we can't win this. Is. And I'm like trying to fucking <laughs> get a bit of balance into their argument, say, no, no, you know, we're, it's not hard week. It's, we're just playing shit. But it showed really good coaching. We moved. Um, what I learned, okay, what I liked. I can't go past Morris. I can't go past. I, um, two kids, actually. You, I'm not going to go down because you've already said it. Uh, Morris, for me, he um, was lost in the first half like he tried to do too much. But I like the fact how he settled into the game after half time. after he had to hold the, head, the old heads around him. That settled him down and then he started actually uh, impacting the game and that was brilliant to see. Some of his second and third efforts were, were very good and he got rewarded with the goal. Um, and, yeah, he smiled, mate. It's, it's like seeing one of your kids smile. It was... Yeah, it's put a few to my eye, to be honest, I'm happy to say. So, and the other one that I really want to highlight as well is Hugo Ralph-Smith. He, he is a winger to me. He's a defensive winger. He's taken the Macintosh baton um, in the sense that he runs his guts out up and down the ground. He's um, And he's a beautiful set for goal. If notice the goals he kicks, he generally gets them right through. So, yeah, we found it, we found a player there. And, and, and lastly, I, I can't ignore my favourite half-back pocket, in Mansell. Keep on playing, mate. Come on playing the way you are. Fucking he's, I'm going to get his number on my back next year. He's just, yeah, he's a special one. Um, what I learned, I learned that our our coaches, our club as is now sick of it. We're sick of the fact that we can, we don't get rewarded in tackles. We're sick of the fact that our forwards cannot buy a fucking free kick. Now it doesn't. I'm not saying that we. Um, I'm not saying that we. Look at this guy, Harry Potter. Um, yeah, that is just take yeah, a Yeah, well done. Take a By the way, your mum's in my closet. Um, yeah, it's no. Um, weird. Yeah, what a weirdo. Here we go. Thanks all time for He's politically correct. Um, you know they. You know it. 
it doesn't change the game. Like, we were playing shit that hard. But even in the second half, we were taking tackles that don't get rewarded. Our guys were getting hit in the head, weren't getting a free kick for. And it's gone now to the point where it's just blatantly ob- obvious that they don't reward us the same way as the opposition. And it's it's and Hardwick basically in his press conference couldn't contain it anymore. He reined himself back. I thought he was going to let loose even more with Lynch, but he didn't. But, um, yeah, I, I, we've had enough of it. So um, that's what I that's what I learned from that. And what I dislike, funny enough, it's not the umpiring. I dislike the fact that we tend to start our first halves really slow. I don't know if it's because we want to save our petrol tickets in the last. It's a funny fact. In the last, I think seven, six out of the last seven games, we haven't lost the second half, even though we've lost the game. So I don't know if that's a conditioning thing. I don't know if that's a oh look at get this um look at this Tom Riddle. What an idiot. Yeah, apologies. Apologies to the actual... Uh, yeah, it's probably someone that got upset with the snake bacon thing, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, no, but um, we've, we're starting... We cannot keep on giving sides two-quarter leads. Considering we're always behind the eight ball, we won't get soft free kicks for goals. We won't get, you know, the ball back when we deserve to get the ball back. Um, so we've got that already going against us, and we cannot keep on starting the game um, um, so slowly. But, um, yeah, it was just awesome to see the win. Um, what about yourself, Michaels? What did you see and take out yeah, of it? I think the the obvious dislike is that first half. That was arguably worse than anything we produced in 2016. That was just crazy bad. I don't know whether it was a byproduct of a few more players coming back into the side and just the, the gelling factor not happening. I'm not too sure. Um but it was really good to see the second half performance. I think what I liked, I, well, I in fact loved it, was Nankervis and his aggression and his ability to stand up when the heat was on in that second half. Um, he wanted to make a difference. He wasn't going to let that game slip. And his brutality, his tackling, everything was just outstanding. And Jack Graham was equally as outstanding with a career-best game. I've got his stats here. Jackie Graham had 36 disposals, eight marks, eight tackles, 39 pressure acts. Um, he has gone from strength to strength. And look, I know he has kind of faded in and out of games in recent times. He's still very young. And, and I think as the team as a whole has faded in and out of games, so it's not just him. But that game, uh, that yeah. was huge by him. And Sydney Stack was the other one who keeps impressing. So he's returned to the side. He has shown that he wants it. He has shown that he belongs there. Um, and I think we have to absolutely persist with him. So he had 22 disposals, nine marks, two tackles. Uh, and his cleanliness when the ball's near him as well. But uh, I also agree with UCB about Vlosten being important. And I learned that I learned that Maurice Riolli Jr. has to keep playing these last couple of games. No matter what the stat sheet says, six disposals, two tackles, one goal, 21 pressure acts. It, it was just a bit more X factor, a bit more zip, a bit more class like, what I noticed with him is he was actually reading where the ball, who the ball was going to go to, and he was able to pressure that player before he knew he had the ball in his hand, um, mm. which was quite good. And look, I know statistically, Arsene Castagna might put up more numbers, but I think it's important that at stages we have players playing who are fighting for positions because you tend to get more out of them. And it was just, it was really nice to see, yeah, to see him playing to kick his first goal, um, which the pressure he created sort of caused. So that was really good to see. Can I give a highlight for one thing? It really hit me, hit me between the eyes. That, and I don't think people people appreciate it, but 
the immensity of this one player we've got on our list is Dan Curvis in the sense he's playing with a PCL. He's just recovered from his PCL, right? And there was a passage in the last quarter. We had five minutes left to go. We're, we're close to 30 points in front. And he did this chase in the centre. Hopefully anyone in chat remembers this. And he literally chased one bloke who passed it off, then continued the chase to the second bloke, and then continued to chase to the third bloke. This is our ruck, who just rucked the whole game, basically solo, coming back from a PCL. That, for me, he's, he's Richmond captain material for me. People talk about um, Graham, and I'm, I love Graham. No one else can, you know, I love Graham, and I love Grimes, and I love... But for me, I, I looked at that and I go, to me, you know what? That's a captain. That act where you just smash in a bloke, where you you might not be verbal, um, but your presence in your eyes and, you know, what you do actually screams. I wouldn't be surprised. I would actually be stoked if we gave Nan Curvis the captaincy or the vice captain. Um, for me, he's, he's everything that Richmond, old school Richmond is. We might not be the most talented team, but no way in the world will you outwork us. Um, yeah, and if, yeah, and yeah. You, won't you won't beat us in the physical stakes. I've got yeah. some numbers for the GWS um, review, which will validate which will, um, okay. what you're saying. Yeah. The, the other player I want to give a shout-out to is Parker. I, I really liked his game oh, yeah. um, as yeah, a whole. I think, I think he's done really, really well and slotted in nicely. For someone who hasn't been that exposed to our game style, I think he's adapted really well. He runs all day, like you said last week, guys. Um, it just it just harasses everyone. I, yeah. I just really enjoyed his game. And Prestia, his first half wasn't the greatest, but second half was very good as well. So, but all of if them were pretty shit in the first. Prestia half. in the first half, he would have been fucked. If it wasn't for Prestia, we would have been fucked. And Parker um, in the first half, in particular, but Parker's playing the role that he was recruited for. And I'm wrapped two weeks now. And for me, he's one of our better forwards. George and Art still got a lot of work to do to get back in. This is the thing. We've got players who can now hold them out of a team because they're playing their role and we're getting, you know, a good output. So it's a, a good result. But no, nice to um, get the win. So Yeah, it was good. Just on a sad note, um, Doherty of Carlton, his cancer's returned. Oh, fuck. Which is terrible. It just just been announced. So oh, he can't take a break. And, thought, um, thought of Doherty, hopefully, yeah, gets on top yeah. of it. And also, well, we thoughts to... Uh, Josh Bruce as well with his ACL. Yeah, last few seconds of the game, just yeah, cruel, isn't it? It's cruel. It is. Yeah, no, we wish those <laughs> two gentlemen all the best. I hope so, Nick. I hope Cumberland gets a crack. I, I actually thought he might come in this week. Who knows? Um, but you hope if Roller needs a rest and we put Cumberland in, I wouldn't be too upset about that if that ever happens. All right, CB, bloodbath time. All right, yeah. So I've called this one Greta. <laughs> Tiger Selwood, 71, how dare you? How dare you? I've received feedback this week that I feel compelled to share, and frankly, I am outraged. How dare you suggest we were interested in Clayton Oliver? I mean, if you say we're interested, understand. Apparently, that means you're saying he's signing with us. No ifs, no buts. Furthermore, (coughs) how dare you tell us months ago Bolton was staying? The feedback I got from a sheepy guy was that everybody knew this. In fact, 99% of Richmond supporters knew this. Now, there must be an alternative reality world because that's not a number I would have suggested in the forums that I frequent on the resigning. 
And there was further criticism that you couldn't even tell us how many years or the value of the deal. Lift for God's sakes. Our, our viewers, they deserve better. And on Bolton, further feedback was that you told us it would be announced the week before finals. Well, guess what? You were two weeks out. You really don't know what you're on about. When you say this stuff in April, don't you walk away. <laughs> when you say this stuff in April, right, you should be able to at least get the week right in August. Now, I'm not putting pressure on the trade show, which is occurring when? Couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. A week, right. a week and a half away. I'm working on a few things. Right, right, right. If you can't get this 100% right, then myself and Michaels, we're going to have those closed-door meetings again. We can't have this type of error-riddled guesswork on the show. <laughs> Michaels, have you got Tom Brown on standby yet? We're on the verge of uh, the board, you know, has fully got your support. We've got your back type conversation level here. No, in all seriousness, well played on the Bolton news. Um, did, did really, really well there. So everyone's wrapped that he's staying. But uh, everyone who listened to this show would have known that a, a few months ahead of time. But Look, just to, I, uh, to the listeners, I did not know that was coming. So my heart's with you. Absolutely. <laughs> I know you're I know you've got my back, man. Look, like I've always said, I just share what I hear. Now, um, and I know there's a, a, a very small minority that I don't even give any any thought to. I continue sharing what I what I do because you know I, I I've always said it from day dot. What I if I can bring a someone a smile to someone's face that they I get that little feeling of they know something before someone else does about the club that they love, that's enough for me. I, I don't want, I don't ask for money for it. I don't put my real name on it. I didn't even do my face till we did this um, podcast. So, um, yeah, look, I ignore those idiots. After that racial shit and laughing about how I speak and look and um, I got, that was the best thing that happened to me. Um, it, it, it highlighted to me the fact that I won't get everything right. I, I'm not fucking, I'm not Nostradamus. I don't work at the club. No, um, no, no. Don't, don't you go making excuses, mate. No. You should know better. <laughs> Look, uh, if people really pay attention, if you want to knock me, pay attention to what I actually say. We're shy. I did say I will take him to the end of his free agent, to the beginning of free agency, which no, is no. what it was. Um, and it broke years early. Money. Years, and money, they had no, week. And they had no intention to announce it till probably the timeline that I thought, but it got broken early. Um, so, you know, really, um, the Sarah news is brought true. You know, I'll also tell you shit. If I hear a name and... The people I trust tell me this is it. I'll go with it, and it's—I've not been wrong yet. In the sense that the name will come up. I remember once I copped it for Hartland. You'll remember this, Michaels. I copped it. Oh, Hartland's never. And Hartland denied it. At, at, at the club denied it, and everyone denied it. And fucking a year later, what does he say? Oh yeah, I actually met Dimmer and da 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 da. So yeah. Uh, Wednesday the 18th, we're looking at doing the trade show, yeah, all things like that's that. That's right, so, yeah, the 18th, perfect. Yeah, Wednesday the 18th of August, but uh, no, very good CB. Tiggs, you're Den, what have you got? Yeah, yeah, look, mine is probably inspired. It's not a slap at the supporters. It's it's more of, guys, we've been so conditioned to winning for a, a smaller period of time. It's probably because I feel too much for the club. I don't know, and, and I and I've really tried to invest myself into the social media, which is Twitter, you know, to give back a bit as I receive um, from you guys, but the way we, we're so quick to turn off players, staff, coaches, club, we're better than that. You know, there's healthy criticism and I'm fully all that. And everyone's got different opinions. So I'm not saying my way of viewing it is the right way, 
But um, I learned very well. Maybe it's the wog in me, right? But I don't care if, if my kids do something wrong. I'll discipline them. If someone else wants to discipline my son, they'll have an issue with me, no matter how wrong my son is. And that's how I feel for my club. Now, that's old school. That's probably the wrong way that some might think of that. But uh, it was disappointing reading some of the comments. They were meant in a good place. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But just don't you don't get too defeatist on a club. Like people wanted to trade Shy Bolton. Could you imagine that? Oh. They wanted to trade him. And it's like, but then when he signed, it was like, oh, he's a fucking jet. That's that for me, you know, is um it's sad to see, you know. It's um and that's why I stood up for Graham on the weekend. Just people on our boards that don't rate him. It, they call him an average running plotter. That's by quoting, and it's I'm not having a go at those posters in. But there's a segment that nothing any of our players do will be good enough because we don't, you know, at the end of the day, 17 other clubs would kill to have a Jack Graham on their list. <laughs> so just walk into any club. Yeah. Walk into any club. Yeah, just enjoy. Remember what Sebi did in about three bloodbaths ago? Just enjoy the ride. Appreciate what we've had. Enjoy the ride that we're having at the moment, wins and losses aside, and get fucking excited for next year. Trust me, when I tell you the trade show, what I'm fucking hearing, get fucking excited for next year. I have it on authority right half time. What Neil Baum did was he actually went and locked Damien Hardwick in a closet and then got a Zoom call going with Alistair Clarkson and Blake Carousella because apparently Dimmer can't coach. And, mm. and, you know, he had to rely on and got Lepich back in there, you know, and got yeah. them to G the boys up because Damien's lost the player group, et cetera, et cetera. I went, mean, spare me. Jesus Christ. No, very good there, boys. Very, very good. Uh, viewers, start thinking of your questions because we will get to that shortly. <clears throat> but the one topic I want to touch on quickly, and I know that we've spoken about it in weeks gone by about where we all sit on the if we want to play finals or not and all that kind of stuff. But I think we should address the, the situation as it stands. So we're currently 10th on the ladder on 36 points. The Eagles are 7th on 40, but they're currently playing and losing, which for us to make the finals kind of needs to happen. Come on, Giants are on GWS eighth on 38 points and Essendon a ninth on 36 points, just with a slightly higher percentage than what ours is. And the run home. So the Eagles have got Melbourne tonight, which they're losing. They've got Frio, which is, a, I mean, I would say a genuine 50-50. And the Lions away, so you would think the Lions should win that. GWS have got us and then Carlton away. And the Blues could be up and about for that one. Essendon have got Gold Coast away and Collingwood. You would you would expect them to win both of those, yeah. I think. And we have GWS and Hawthorne. Now Hawthorne aren't going to be an easy beat. That's Clarkson's last game. That yeah. that's going to be tough. So the outcomes pretty much have to be we have to beat the Giants and the Hawks. No, that's non-negotiable. We either need Essendon to lose one of their last two games, which is probably unlikely, or we need West Coast to lose two of their next three. And the way tonight's panning out so far is sort of hopefully getting that one step closer. But has uh, anyone's opinion changed on the finals front after seeing the second half of the North game? My my fantasy is I'll, I'll be happy. Look, I've said I'm happy for Richmond to miss and reload, and I still am in that basket, right? But if we make it, I would almost be happy to see Essendon make it only to see West Coast miss because their supporters are just cockheads. And um, I want to see half a. I want to see that whole state meltdown. I want to see West Coast for all their bravado and bluff. I'd love to see them miss. So if if it means Essendon makes it to see West Coast miss, 
I'm actually very okay with that. So, but Melbourne's got to get the choppies tonight. Yeah, my feeling, my feeling is a little bit different. Um, we've put ourselves in this position. We should have beaten um, who we played. We should have won the game last week. Um, we should have beaten Gold Coast. We should have beaten the Saints. We didn't do that. Um, like, I fully believe that Melbourne will lose tonight um, because it's Melbourne. Um, but the way I sort of see it is how our draws lined up. I wouldn't be surprised if West Coast drops the next three games. It's just they're, running, they're playing like a team with no heart. So, um, you know, that would be great uh, if that happens. So that will open up another spot. But let's say West Coast keeps on winning, all right? So it's us between Essendon. Really, if we thank God we play GWS because if we beat GWS, then my faith in the sense, can we do something in finals, might be restored slightly because GWS are playing with hunger. They want finals. They're desperate for finals. That's why I want greening. Um, you know, I want a full head-on, let's see how good we are, um, game from go to woe. So if we beat GWS, it cancels their win out. Um, and that, and if we go on and then beat Hawks, then it really comes out of percentage between us and the Bombers. One thing with the Bombers, you can't trust them. When was the last time they won three or four games straight? So I've got a feeling, and Collingwood will be up to beat them. Um, particularly, too, it would be Harvey's last game, Generally, then they might know who their new coach might be. All that sort of shit will start to filter in. Players will play out of their skin. So um, I still think we're probably 70% likely to make it than not thing. But if we lose against GWS, then our season's dead. So Yeah, but um, we have to win the last two. We have to win and every game now. Not only do we have to win them, we have to actually play a brand of footy that somewhat resembles being finals worthy because right. you don't want to fall into the eight and get smashed week one because that's not going to do anyone any good. That's but, look, I know North are 18th. Their first half was good, but our second half was what we are used to seeing. And if we can do that for four quarters, we'll beat more teams than we'll lose to. Put the second half in context. North had all the momentum. They were playing, say, a top six level footy compared to who they've played. The stats bear that out. And we just went and crushed them. We literally, for, for let's not understand it. That two quarters, we played Richmond level footy, like we played every other year. That was the first time I've seen it for a it wasn't for 15 minutes, it wasn't for one quarter. We built it on the third quarter with a 225 pressure rating. And, and then we drew goals. it. Yeah, yeah, and then we had seven goals. And then we grew it again in the fourth quarter. We contained their rush and then broke their backs. And then we could have won by 60, goal, 60 points. The game went on for longer. Haven't seen that. Finally saw it. So if we bring Hopefully, that ball yeah. against GWS, we're going to do damage if we get in. We're going to need to, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, question time. First one for you, CB. Peggy has said that she won't renew her presidency. That will be a sad day because she's been brilliant. Totally agree. Uh, who will take her place? And has she started grooming a replacement? Um, it's going to be a very, very sad day when the Peggy and Benny um, relationship gets broken up. And uh, oh, look, I think in a way it's good because new blood coming in, new ideas. I mean, she's been wonderful. She, she couldn't have given any more to the club. She's a heart and soul kind of person. Um, the one thing we know about Richmond is they're not an ad hoc organisation. So I would imagine there will be a succession plan in place and they will know who will step into her um, her shoes. Who it is, could not tell you. But um, 
geez, would you really want to be the person following Peggy O'Neill for the work and what she's done? You're not hiding to nothing, are you? Because she's been brilliant. Yeah, she's been sensational. Uh, for you, Tiggs, and I don't, I don't want this to seem like a loaded question because it's not because I've been wondering the same thing. Is Pickett <laughs> still being managed? Like, the, you know, when you see a player being managed, typically that means he's back in the next week. Is he injured? Is there something... I reckon it's as simply. I reckon it's as simple as the fact that he's a dad with four kids, and it's lockdown. You know, it yeah, might be right. that he needs. You know, his family needs him. Um, it can be something as simple as that. Um, I don't think there's any. Um, um, I don't think it, there will be any um, anything more than that. I don't think there's anything bad, or he's done anything wrong, or. Um, I just seriously think it's, you know, he's got a family and lockdown's tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just because he plays NFL footy doesn't mean his family's immune to it. And no one would ever begrudge him for, for feeling that way either. So if that's what it is, then that's fair play. So, yeah. CB, why has the stand rule affected Richmond the most? Um, well, it comes down to game style. It, it, just, it just appears from the outset that we're persisting with a run and gun. And it's just not working with the teams that can um, chip, chip and kick like your Geelongs. And um, I mean, oh, you'd have to be an innocent sanctum to know really how much. But I think it's been on record through some media commentators and also through the club that this stand rule has affected us. And um, like like any rule, I think Simon Goodwin at Melbourne, he said when this rule came in, they went they, they tweaked their game style too far one way. And took them about a month to reset, and then they're back off and rolling again. Um, but but also for us, we haven't had the personnel on the park all year. We we've been short eight nine players every week, so very hard to get your game going when you don't have the the correct pieces on the board to execute what you've been doing the last four years. Um, but that's about the only reason that I can put it is injuries, so we can't execute what we want to do the way we want to do it, but also, um, yeah, this stand rule slows us down from running and gunning to an extent. That's, that's how did, I uh, Did either of you two hear Jonathan Brown's comment early on in the first quarter? Yeah, I think he flat out said the AFL house brought in this rule specifically to curb our influence, yeah. which I thought was an interesting statement coming from yeah. a commentator. Yeah. Well, no, we did it. It was – I think Mick Warner put a little caption in the sun and uh, they did it to – stop our game plan and they allowed Geelong to trial it. I think it was two months before any other club. I believe Hawthorne got a go at it um, as well, but it might have even been Melbourne. Anyway, two clubs got a crack at it and Geelong was one of them got to test it first. How did, you know, which is in no competition in the world. In soccer, if you did that, that's match fixing. There'd be a fucking inquiry. There'd be criminal chart. It's just, it's a Mickey Mouse competition. As as we've said, Tiggs, right? How did how did Geelong recruit this year? Oh, that's right. They recruited yeah. guys, old blokes. Like, look, look, at, the fix was in, mate. Yeah, look, was, all the was, and look at the players they recruited. Yeah, like it's, it's just, just yeah. yeah, it it shits me. But you know what? I'm just that's why I'm part of. My, I can't lie, guys. A, a small part of me is like, why not us? Like. Wouldn't it be great we somehow get in the final and then we fucking get all of our players back and we go bang? And if we we won it, God, I'd be banned from every social media fucking. I, uh, 
I said the exact same thing the other day. I would be banned from all social media. But yeah, it's a pipe dream, but it would be funny. It would be very funny. Uh, I know we spoke about this guy earlier, but Kat wants to know our specific thoughts. I'll go with you, Tiggs. On Thompson Dow's game, his sidestep yeah. was good and his hands are clean. Yeah, a couple of things I noticed with Dow that I like. And keep in mind, I'm doing this in the context of the poor kid had glandular fever, I think it was, or a really bad illness. <clears throat> that affected his off-season as well as uh, some of his season this year. He's put on size. Um, he looked taller and bigger than from what I've seen. That was the first thing that really jumped out at me. The second thing with him is his ability to – that one or two, three steps that are quicker than those around him. So he had to break the lines just instantaneously in congestion, and you can't train that. That's a natural gift that you're given. Yeah, similar to Edwards, but with a lot more acceleration. It, it was just – it was just brilliant to see. I love seeing his aggression at the contest. He had 10 contested possessions. He he wasn't timid. That was the only worry I had with him a few times that he didn't get enough of the ball because he didn't hunt, hunt the contest. He did that. Um, his kicking needs work still, but I put that more on to the fact that he hasn't played much footy. He probably hasn't trained much because of his illness, but he's got a footy brain. He knows where to run. He knows how to release the ball. We've got a 200-game player. Um I can see him being – I was watching it with a mate and we sort of – I sort of said – and when I say mate, next door neighbour, so just, you know, Dan, Andrews, don't fucking just lose your mind here. Um, Texting Dan as we talk. <laughs> yeah. He reminds me of a tall Selwood, just a faster version of him. And let that just ferment. Don't just write that opinion off. Watch him next year. He's got courage, his kid. And he's an engine-type player for me, someone that will get, like a Prestia, but like a Selwood. Selwood's, for me, he's not a hopefully skilled football, but he gets some momentum started. He's generally either get the inside ball, um, in Selwood's case, get the free kick. But, no, he does get the inside ball and then fan it out. Dow does that, but he also carries the ball. Um, so, yeah, he's a, he's a special talent. I like him. Uh it might be an obvious call, but I feel like he's passed Ross already in the short amount of time that he's played in a similar role. But I know that's a very early call, but I really like the look it down. Uh, we'll go a couple more questions here. This one, Can I just answer Kaza? I'll just, yeah, I'll just say, why not have both with the yeah, both. burrito we'll girl? Yeah, we'll get both. Um, and we'll go more onto that on the 18th. CB, I'll give you this one's the last one. Will Cochin pass on the captaincy? Yes. It would, yes. In a word? Um, okay. Probably no idea because I reckon there's about four or five very capable candidates that could capture, captain our club next year. But um, I do feel this would be Trent Cotchin's last year because I think he wants to go on for another year. Um, but I don't think he wants to go as captain. So, yeah. Oh, fair enough answer. All right. And with that, let's get stuck into the preview of the Giants game. Tiggs, what have you got? Yeah, it's going to be a cracker, isn't it? It's For me, it, um, it's going to be like watching a prelim of 19. Um, not 19. Um, when was it? 2017, when we played the Giants. Uh, that was a cracking game. You know, we jumped them, then they jumped us, and then it was like an arm wrestle for a good three quarters, and then someone broke away, and it was us, fortunately. I can see us both knowing that whoever wins this game will play finals. Whoever loses this game, your season's done. And I reckon it'll be played in that manner. Um, I'm hoping both sides, regardless who wins or loses, no injuries, because that'll fucking shit me to tears. 
I just want to see a game where we go from the beginning to the end and we throw everything at each other and the best team will win. So it's funny. Um, I mean, it, weird moments. They've got weapons. They've got a really nice young defender that I really, really like. He's the one that Selwood hit in the head. Um, he worries me. He's got the mobility to blanket Jack Rewalt and then play off Jack. I, I wouldn't put him on Lynch because Lynch is just too big for him. Um, their defence are working in sync. Their forward line is where I, if, if if we can somehow get Green to play more midfield and back half to support if we're pressing, it's going to go a long way for us to win the game because their forward line doesn't bother me too much. Um, they're really getting the drive from the midfield in their back line. That's where their weapons are um, and how they've been able to play. So um, if we can beat, if we can match them in the midfield and pressure their defence with the repeat inside 50s, we should score. In saying that, we need, and any umpires or AFL fucking listening to this, pay a free kick to Lynch. Like, for fuck's sake, I'm going to streak on the ground. <laughs> I know there's no crowds, but, mate, if he's he's getting three, four players off him, then we've got to somehow work out our forwards and work out a way, how do we isolate Rewall? I mean, or, or Lynch. How do we isolate him? My opinion is we go to Lynch and go, mate, you start in the centre square, I mean, start in the goal square, and you just run a straight line the centre of the ground, um, centre of the forward 50. So basically what that means, so parting the Red Sea, all the midfielders know if they kick that area, he's running towards the ball. That's the only way he's going to create some form of separation. Um, at the moment, he's looked like he's just doing these little motor around and he's getting caught. He's not a Jack Rewalt. Um, yeah, so we need Tom to have a big night. Um, Jack, for me, doesn't look right. He's just an intelligent football, so he's getting the ball. Not as much as he normally does, but I don't know if it's sore or... But he's lost his speed. Um, I think we've got something that really troubles GWS is creative midfielders. We've got Grant and pressure, but we've got Edwards. Edwards looked like to me, he changed, he clicked a little bit into form. He got a bit of his speed back. He's going to be dangerous. We've got Chai, we've got, we've got Stack, we've got these creative type players that can, you know, change minds and angles. So we can trouble them. Uh, but it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be. Whoever, whoever's left standing top of game, I think. Just a slugfest, uh, CD. So the last three weeks, I'm talking about Richmond, we've been ranked fourth in the AFL for inside 50 pressure. We've been ranked third for intercepts, third for shots from intercepts, and we are second in shots against from in intercepts. So our numbers and our pressure rating in the second half of the weekend today <laughs> was 200 plus. So in the elite bracket. Um, and I think in the last two games, we've, we've had um, similar numbers at various stages. So we're starting to get to click. The difference was this weekend versus last weekend, we actually put a few through the middle as opposed to missing um, shots. So uh, the numbers are turning. Um, I'm still. I'm, I'm, if you're wondering why I'm a bit distracted, I'm, I'm looking at my phone on Twitter. I'm trying to see if T T Toby Green's appeal gets up. So as of yet, I haven't seen any mail on whether Toby Green's got off or not. Um, so at this stage, he's still out, and he's probably, as I said months ago, he's the best player in the competition right now. So if he's out, that is a massive, massive out, and really does work to our advantage. Even though I think it's bullshit that he got rubbed out. Um, we kicked four goals, 
I think they're getting back Green, Hopper, and maybe Phil Davis. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the guy, you know, the guy who we've got to stop on half back line is Hine, the blonde haired surfy dude. Yeah, because he's a he's their Nick Vlosten, he's their Tom Stewart. So if we don't give him any attention, he's going to absolutely slice us off that half back line. So we've really, really got to take him out of the equation early because he's a very quick, skilled, mobile player and he's an excellent, excellent defender, one of the best in the league, I reckon, in his role. Um, and the other the other question I've got is who, who actually goes with Kelly coming back in? Does Jack Graham go on him or do you put a Thompson down on him to learn? Do you reckon the, the way Harwick sort of coached this year, I'd be more inclined to think that a kid is going to go on him just to just to, as a run with to, to get into those patterns and learn what it takes to be a top top ten midfielder, I, I reckon that's where Harwick's go is going to be. He's, he's going to try something like that. Yeah, um, I think we've got him covered in the rucks. I think Nankervis will cover them in the rucks. And I'll say this to the guy we haven't spoke about: CCJ definitely offered more physicality around the ground, and it's probably a point of debate. I felt he offered more than maybe a child on the weekend. Yeah, and, I agree with um, you. I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. So I think having CCJ in there will stretch their defence a bit as well because that's pretty hard to cover when you've got Lynch, Rewalt and CCJ lurking around. So pretty dangerous sort of thing. And our, and our back line, I know we, we, we took out uh, t- took out um, Garth. Our back line looked far quicker, didn't it? Across yeah. the ground, that ball hit the ground. Our speed and transition of ball, even the, the, the movement of the ball through the air, Far quicker, which was uh, reloading. Mm. So, um, no, there's a lot to like about this game, and there's a hell of a lot of matchups to uh, to appreciate. But you're right, Tiggs. This this is it. This is um, it's it's the money. This is the money shot. We lose, we're done. We yeah. win. You got one more shot yeah. at it. One of the realistic edges we have, funny enough, because we've lived through it, is they're bringing in a fair few players that have been injured. Right, so generally they'll be up for about 10, 15 minutes and then if the game starts to grind and it's one of those type of games that we hope it is, they'll have quiet patches or the, and their skills might not be as sharp. Um, but like like um, like one of the uh, the people on chat said, you know, Hopper for me is my one that I worry for. He's I know Coniglio is coming back and the others, but he's their most dangerous um, uh, player for me on the ground that if when he gets on top and he starts moving that ball and he starts bashing other mids and getting the ball forward, we're in, we're going to be in um, lots of trouble. And yeah, fuck you, Melbourne. I know that there's no way they're going to win. Melbourne doesn't win. <laughs> fucking tough game. They're like, I reckon Melbourne fucking Western Bulldogs and um, what was that other side? They were, Geelong all sat down together fucking, and we let them do this, right? Hey, let's all fucking lose. So Richmond can't get in. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, no, Hopper for me. It's going to be a cracking game. It's going to be a cracking game. Yeah. And those additions, Hopper and Kelly alone in Taranto is playing really well. So is Lockie Whitfield. In a part of the ground where we, where we are struggling struggling massively in the clearances, they're not the kind of guys you want to be coming up against. If we can't get on top of that, I don't know what we have to tweak, whether it's personnel, whether it's where Nank's tapping the ball, whatever it might be, but we have to get this right. I, I don't expect us to win all the clearances, but we need to at least halve them or just not let them bolt at the middle because those guys are quality mids and they will lace out any of their forwards and it's going to spell a lot of trouble if we can't get on top in that area. 
Um, yeah, we just we're just gonna create dirty ball. Like we can't let them get clean clearance out the center. If we can do what we did against North, yeah, North will beating us, smashing us out of the fit, smashing us. But what we managed to do is slow that first possession out so we could get that post clearance possession. And that's when our back line started really kicking in, started feeding our offense, our defense feeded our offense. So we just gotta hope it goes the same way. We won't beat them one on one. There's no way. We don't have the talent. Um, on the park with too many injured. Yeah. The other thing that sort of stood out too was um, Bolton's got a little bit of work to do in the off-season dealing with the tag or a tight check. Yeah. Um, he lost yeah, his... Kane Turner really got under his skin, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got a... And one, but once he once he started playing footy and, and let his footy do the talk and he absolutely carved the guy in your arsehole for the last four yeah. minutes of the game. Absolutely yeah. got him. And but this is where a Dusty Martin hurts, doesn't it? Because Dusty's the natural player that you would probably try and tag. Yeah. Um, and it was probably, I actually think it was a really smart play by North Melbourne to tag Bolton. And I've got no doubt that uh, DeBoer will probably have another crack at Bolton this weekend, who's renowned to try and ruffle feathers and will try and get under his skin. Like if Bolton's going to be undisciplined and give away free kicks <coughs> as an opposition coach, you'd be crazy, crazy to exploit that. I'll say yeah, this. If, 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 we can say Dusty's out, but if Toby Green's out, then that 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 eliminates that even the leader of Dusty. Yeah. Oh, so, oh yeah. Not, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What I'd like to do if we find that Bolton gets tagged, and Stack did it a few times, um, Bolton will drag his tagger in Stack's vicinity, right, and that'll sort that out a few times. But look, for me, it was a learning game for Bolton. Like, let's be honest, the umpire got uh, Thomas got fell over his own feet and fell down on the ground. Then he got up and he hit Shy in the guts. And then and I'm sick to tie. If you hit another player, you, nothing happens to you. It's when that other player hits you back, that's when you get pinged. And that just does me to tears. But you're right. For me, Shy has to work through injury and duress um, to being tagged. But he got better as the game went on and Thomas couldn't keep up with him. He will carve up the ball, the boy. He doesn't have the agility to go with him. But if, yeah. they, if Cameron did that, he's too smart of a coach to do that. He's the wrong type of matchup for him. Um, I, I just hope they don't put Matt DeBoer on fucking Prestia because if they put him on Prestia, then our, our inside grunt is going to dry right up. And Cochin, even though he's getting back to his, some of his actions on the weekend was great, he still's got no speed on the spread. Um, mm. I don't know if he's got a groin or he can't spread from a contest. Cochin. So let's hope they don't put their big tagger on, or well, their main tagger on um, pressure, else we'll be in big trouble. Yep. Any other matchups you think we should look at, fellas? I had yeah. Sam Taylor on Tom Lynch. I think that's going to be a critical one for us. Taylor does a very good job uh, on other key forwards in the competition, and it does feel like Lynch is a bit down on form, and whether that's because of his own form or whether uh, outside tactics are playing a part or not, but I wouldn't mind seeing Lynch get off the leash a little bit. Just let him go up the ground. That's He looks most dangerous when he's on the move up the ground. He, when he's sort of 40 to 70 metres out on the move, he, he's very hard to stop. That's what he seems to be getting his kicks at the moment. So if that's what's working and you've got CCJ and Jack behind him or, or Parker or whoever, then do it. Yeah, move, one of the move matchups... Off. There's two matchups I'm hoping we're brave enough to do. And oh, we haven't even spoken about it, but kudos to how we put in five kids. People saying we're older than North. We had five kids under 20 games compared to their one. 
and it was a game we had to win to keep our season alive. You know, kudos to you, Hardwick. But I hope it continues with that bravery. I want Dow on one wing, Hugo Rouse Smith on the other. It's one thing I want to see. And what I mean by Dow on a wing, get him to play that where the wingers normally starts on the on the centre square um, and then spread offensively um, or defensively as, as he reads the play, but to use his elite speed. But what I would love to see, you know, if Green floats forward, I would love Dan Rioli to be on him. And there's a method to the madness. I would say, Dan Rioli, if you're on Green, he's shown that he can he's smart. Dan Rioli's smart. Green's the next level. But if you can get attack the ball, and then when you get it, mate, sprint right off Green. Green's biggest weakness, his one weakness, he's not chase. Yeah. And he doesn't chase. And if we get Rioli to just do a, you know, Sard and Hooli, which is run and run and run off him. If he can do that on green, it's going to go a big way for us winning this game. And Rioli's been like in a very, very attacking mindset since moving oh, to this side, which, which I'm liking. And I'm I'm starting to see him do a bit more defensively as well, which is good too. But I think that's not a bad play to get him to run as hard as he can. And it's good to see someone with that kind of speed back on our half-back line. And Mansell's no different. He's equally as quick. And I think this is why it's important to see Beast point earlier with having lost and back in. Yeah. It just allows those guys to do that other role for us, which is good. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get a, a tip, including margin. Uh, viewers, make sure you send through your tips as well. We'll pop a few up on the screen. CB, what's your tip for this game? Well, first of all, I have unchanged for my lineup. I'm back in a minute again. So yes, no, good shout, unchanged. Broad had a complication. Um, the, the only thing I'll do, I think Castagna was the uh, – actually, there is one change. Castagna was the emergency. He was the sub, yeah? Yes, he yeah. was, yeah. Okay, so I would I would remove George from that role and I would have Camden McIntosh or Caddy go into that role as the sub. Actually, do we know why K-Mac was laid out? Yeah, he said he, he actually – Dimmer mentioned in his press up. So he actually, K Mac actually rang and said he didn't feel 100% right. So he actually put his hand up and say, I'm not right to play. Don't okay. play me. And, and, oh, and good on him. Thompson Dowling. So it was, yeah. he's good a true then. Richmond man. Yeah. No, so I, I, I agree think, with your unchanged sentiments as well. I think keep a, a good thing going. Yep. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Mine's unchanged, but similar to, um, CB, George out, and I would actually put Noah Cumberland as my yep. medical sub. Yep. Uh, you know, he's he deserves to be in the – he deserves to get a match day payment. He's put the effort in the VFL. He's kicking – he kicked goals at the VFL. And I rate, I rate him. I reckon he's going to be a really good quality forward for us, if given a crack. And what's your tip at margin for this game, Tiggs? Uh, it's going to be – it's going to be a dour game, but I think – once one side realises their season's over, the floodgates can open. So I reckon Richmond by 36. I reckon I reckon we found something. And I reckon it's going to be like the North game. It's going to be really tight. Hopefully not the same first half. Hopefully it's the last two quarters. It's going to be really tight, really strong. Both sides will get momentum. But Richmond will um, break them and we'll have a period where we'll kick like five goals straight to get us a bit of 30-point buffer. And then they'll drop their heads. Um, when they're known their um, season's over and we'll just motor over the top of them. As to free kicks, um, fuck you, umpires. That's, again, for you. I hope you're <laughs> nice and front now, mate. Um, oh, the maggots, what will they do to us? How, how will they fuck us over this time? Um, it's going to be 26 
GWS, 15, Richmond. Fair enough. Uh, very good. CB? I'll say Richmond by eight points. I reckon it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a real awful, awful sick feeling in your stomach right to the end, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, I reckon Tigers by 16. I agree with what you said earlier, Tiggs. It's going to be hell for leather from both teams. and it, Hopefully that makes it an enjoyable game because a lot of other games that you have been shit house. Uh, Marvel or GMHBA, I'm pretty sure the Giants have asked for Marvel from what I yes, read. Yes, thank God. And that will backfire on them. I reckon that's going to backfire yeah. on them. So I'm not sure if the time has been confirmed yet, but I know that, yeah, I have read that Marvel was what the, the Giants nominated. So fair enough to them. And for those who were asking in the chat earlier, the trade show at this stage is scheduled for next Wednesday, the 18th of yep. August. Um, so if anything changes, we'll alert you all, but I'll put out a tweet or something tonight or tomorrow just sort of letting everyone know. So Wednesday the 18th, uh, and we'll still be doing the Monday night show as well. So you'll get a two for one that week, which will be good. Can I clarify something? Because someone said to me, well, uh, Mark and Sarah and I was a bit flipping. I said, well, we'll get both. Um, guys, expect news to break about Sarah, I reckon, next week. Next week's huge. Ooh. From what I've heard is Ooh. that it was going to break last week. Freya went to the media and begged them not to break the story due to mental health. Was that – is that – I think the, what I heard, and I'm not from WA, you... yeah, but something happened in WA and it's going to break it and they killed the story. They killed the story. Um, Freya. So I reckon is, he's out of Freya. Is there still something else happening? Is that still something to go? The one didn't tell me? Is that, or, or yeah. was that it? Oh, yeah, no, well, no, this, yeah, there's another one that I've, I've, I've got to tell you, but um, they, they killed that story. Normally, you can't hold the story longer than two weeks. So, right. uh, yeah, just, just, um, yeah, something will happen next week, I reckon. Hopefully, it's not before Wednesday. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> so, so, just confirming, but this, this will be, he's not nominating a club. What this will be is he's just saying he's out. Yeah, he's leaving yeah. free out. He's leaving for out, but he's not declaring. He's not showing his hand on where. I've got a feeling he might nominate his side. Yeah, because you know why say one when you were not going to say the other? It's going to make no difference. But yeah, I've got a feeling he'll nominate a side, and um, I reckon it's yeah. I reckon we're right in the box seat for it. I know Carlton's trying really, really hard, but they already got told no twice. Essendon can't. They filled up their cap, and there's a reason Shy Bolden accepted unders. <laughs> uh, very good night. It's a nice way to end the show. All right, well, take care, everyone out there. Thank you for tuning in. And we will hopefully be back on Monday after another win. So, fingers crossed. Until next time, go Tigers. We still have a pulse. We still have a pulse. We still have a pulse. We're still there. We're still here. Yeah. Love you, CB, mate. You got my back, my model. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve that spray.